Hello and welcome back to the Bober Academy Football Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Bober Academy, where our mission is to train and develop superior linemen to dominate on the gridiron. And as a reminder, if you're listening to this on a podcast, be sure to subscribe to that this channel wherever you find your podcast so you get notified of all the new episodes. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, click the little button down there to subscribe to our YouTube channel and also click the notification bell so you get reminders. And anywhere on social media, it's at Team Bober, excuse me, at Bober Academy is going to be the handle on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on wherever you find this uh, these videos. Uh, please like us, follow our page, share, retweet, whatever you guys do out there in the social media world. So we are continuing on with our third month of the Building Alignment series. And we started from the ground up. We started with our feet and our relationship to our feet on the ground. Then last month, we talked about our knees and how aligning our knees and the knee is the key hinge to the power between the ground and the power of our hips and keeping those knees aligned really maximizes both efficiency and power. Now, we're going to move up the body to the hips. And I got Nolan Clausen here from Midwest Movement. You can find them at midwestmovement.com. MidwestMovementElkhorn.com is where you can go and find everything to know about Nolan and his great company over there. But um, Nolan, this is a big one, right? Yeah. Um, offensive linemen, hips are the key, right? It's, it's always the thing that, that coaches are looking for to see what kind of hips you have. And everyone always talks about having low pads. Well, that's not 100% accurate. I like to say low hips win, right? Which is why you have to bend your knees and keep your feet on the ground. Um, but the, the hips are where, you know, those are the big muscles. That's where the majority of our strength is coming from as an offensive lineman. Right. Right. And, uh, you said it, hips are vitally important, not only to sports performance, but injury, um, uh, as you age, uh, we kind of joke around that if, if you have good hips into your elderly age, um, basically your, uh, life expense expectancy is going to increase. Um, no, I, just... I, I got to stop you for a second there. Now my NFL career, career ended with two hip surgeries. So does that right. mean I'm, I'm, my life is expect uh, expectancy is shorter. And now I did have now, just to be clear, I had um, what's called an AC tabular impingement, which basically means that when you have your hips and they're straight up and down, when they go like this, there's the socket and it was rubbing against the socket and it created arthritis, which tore through my labrum and I had bone fragments played with that for right. quite a while, but I did have those fixed um, in 2007 and 2008. And, and honestly, they feel great. I wish I would have done it earlier, um, but I can tell you how important hips are, man. They mine wore down and that basically ended my career. Yeah. Um, but hips, I mean, if you, if you keep working on your hips, uh, your mobility and your strength, uh, I don't think your life expectancy is going to decrease too much. Uh, but so we talk about the hip. It is a ball and socket joint, kind of like what you were talking about, which means it's supposed to allow for a lot of motion, right? But we got all these big uh, muscles attached to it. So we, we have to allow motion, but we also have to produce a lot of force through them. Um, unfortunately, because of what we do on a daily as students uh, in the workforce, uh, we sit for long periods of time. So our hip is flexed in this position. So our glutes are at its longest position possible. Um, and we just sit there for a long periods of time. So the, the muscle is stretched out, the glutes, uh, but they are inactive 
And then uh, we sit there for eight hours a day. So uh, we have a lot of things working against us. Uh, but with some of these stretches and some of the stuff that we're going to talk about, uh, I think we can um, tap into those hips, tap into that power and that mobility a little bit more. Nice. Um, nice. So, you, um, so for, for linemen, when I teach striking, it's always like rolling the hips and popping your hips, which is where that power comes from. I see you got a little diagram back there. Why don't you yeah. show us how the hip power translates to like the, the functionality of football, especially for O-line? Right. So this will kind of lead right off of what we were talking about with knee. Uh, we say that the knee is the transfer. Uh, it only really moves in one direction, uh, but the hip is what controls that knee, whether it goes in or out. Um, if it goes in, then we have the problem of ACL tears or just bad positioning. Uh, but if we can keep that knee in the right uh, path, then we can tap into those hips better. Uh, so we have what I'm just showing right here, what predisposes us or what we call the Q angle. So whether our knee would go this way or back out that way is a lot determined by this muscle. It's called our glute medius muscle. Uh, everybody knows of the glute max. It's the, the big butt muscle. Um, but the glute med is the muscle that is kind of on the side and it controls our hip this or our knee this way, but it also controls the levelness of our hips. So mm -hmm. whether our hips stay level. So um, that's one of the muscles that we focus on when we um, are trying to rehab, uh, but also what we try to focus on when uh, trying to increase performance, because if we can get that muscle to work really, really good uh, in different positions, then basically anything that we throw at it on the field um, is going to adapt and get us to uh, get a, keep us in good positions or pull us out of bad positions so that we don't get those injuries. But then also if we get into those good positions, we can increase our performance. Um, so I got my trusty sidekick Blake here today, and we're going to show um, – some exercises we're going to kind of backtrack and we're going to go first into some mobility things that we can get um, so that we can get the most out of our hips and then we'll show some of the strengthening stuff so that we can get those uh that mobility to work for us a little yeah bit. this is going to go above and beyond what like you know a regular high school or even college strength coach is teaching you're going to do squats and hang clings right. and you're going to on the jammer machine and all those things but these are talking about you know, knowing that you're doing those hip, those, those, those strengthening exercises, these are above and beyond those, right? Right. Yeah. So I would say these are great to do before you're going to lift, even after uh, practices, before practices, things like that. So that uh, all those things that those strength and conditioning coaches are having you do uh, is just an, a greater added benefit. And we can tap into those a little bit more. Um, so First exercise that Blake is going to do is what we call a windshield wiper. So I got to bring it down for him. Okay. So he's going to actually just sit on his butt with both of his feet facing forward. So just like this, he's going to sit like that. And all he's going to do is try to get his knees to go side to side, like a windshield wiper, just like that. This is a general mobilization and just starting to get those hips loosened up a little bit. 
So Blake will do like five each way. And he can, he can tell you it's a little bit harder to get this hit to go down than it is the other one. Okay. So then the next one, this is one that I love. Um, we use it with a lot of, of our athletes because um, it's, it's very difficult, but it opens up these hips really, really well. And we call this 90-90 hip drill. Uh, so all Blake's going to do is he's going to get his hips or his legs set up in 90 degrees. So his knee is coming out 90 degrees, 90 degrees here, 90 degrees, 90 degrees. That's why it's 90-90. So what he's going to do is he's going to lean out over this shin. And we always say it's like looking out over a cliff because if we just fold forward and we just bend like that, we're just sacrificing a lot of the low back. We don't want to dig at the low back any more than it already gets. So he's going to keep chest tall and he's going to peek out over that shin. So he'll feel a stretch in the back of his hip right here. Now what he's going to do is he's going to, with his ankle and his knee, he's going to press straight into the ground and he's going to push really hard. So if I come over here and try to lift, I can't. He's pressing straight down into the ground really, really hard. So he's working on end range loading. So he's pushing really, really hard. You see him, he's kind of shaking a little bit. I don't know if the camera's going to pick that up. Then he's going to relax and he's going to pick that leg up off the ground. He's going to try to hold it up there. Oh, yep. <laughs> that is really, really difficult. Blake has worked on this quite a bit. Um, we've been working on it with, with this for a while. So he's really good at this. Most people, when they first start doing this, they're not going to be able to get that ankle up. So Blake will grab his ankle, he'll hold it up, and then he's going to try to not let it fall. And basically he'll do this. So we're going to go through that sequence again. So he's going to stretch for 10 seconds, leaning out over that cliff. Good. Then for 10 seconds, he's going to press down into the ground. And then he's going to try to lift this up off the ground for 10 seconds. And we go through two rounds of this on this leg. Now, we are working external rotation of the hip, the ability for that hip to rotate out. Now, on the opposite hip, we're going to work on internal rotation. Wait, turn your whole body this way. There we go. So what he's going to be doing is trying to set this butt cheek down on the ground without letting this knee come up. So he can tell you he's getting a good stretch in the front part of this hip. We're working internal rotation. So he's going to stretch for 10 seconds. Then he's going to press down into the ground for 10 seconds. So I can't lift his leg up off the ground. He's working really hard to press that down. Good. Then this one's just a little bit different. He's going to lift this heel up off the ground and he's going to try to hold it up there. And this is really, really hard too. As you can see, Blake had to change his position a little bit with his upper body. That's okay. Um, ideally, we want to be able to just stay where we're at, but it's hard for him to keep his heel up. So he would set that butt cheek back, try to get it to hang out there, 10 seconds stretch, 
Then he would press down into the ground with both the knee and the ankle for 10 seconds. And then 10 seconds, hold that up, go for two rounds. Okay. Then so, for, so for each of those, you're going to go a stretch, a press, and a lift. Both, you yes. know, when you're with your front leg that's out at 45, at 90 degrees, it's going to work your external rotation. Your back leg, it's going to work your internal rotation and strengthening around that kind of rotation. Yep. Correct. And so what we're, uh, why, why we're doing it this way is we're basically taking that joint to end range or the max amount stretching. And then we're trying to get those muscles, how to, uh, learn and adapt and pull and push while they're at that end range so that anything in between those two end ranges, uh, basically they can have control over, uh, opens up that hip mobility. Nice, nice. That's like a little progression. I like I like progressions where you start and you kind of add a little bit to each one. That's pretty cool. Yep. So then um, we are going to talk a little bit about the control. So being able to control that hip. So uh, Chris and I talked a little bit earlier um, and we talked about how one of the problems is when linemen get into like down into that squat position, they have a hard time getting their back leg out of the hole or uh, making sure that we can don't have to stand up to get that next step, right? Yeah, and, th and that happens a lot like coming out of your stance, right? If you have limited strength and mobility when you're down in a good squat in your stance and you come off the ball in order to move, you got to stand up because you don't have the range of motion or the strength in those small muscles around your hip. Then that's a problem because you don't ever get back down. So you end up playing high and you don't perform as well. Yeah, and so – that's not necessarily um, a strength issue on that hip that is uh, struggling to get out of the hole, but the leg that you're supporting the weight enough so that you can bring that other foot along. Mm -hmm. So we just like a simple star drill for this. So basically turn and face the camera. He's going to get on one foot, get down into a squat basically, and now all he's going to do is slide his foot forward. Good. Come back out to the side. Stay down in that squat. And just so now his hip muscles are working just to support him in that position while his other leg is moving in other, um, other ranges of motion all around. You know, that, that really goes with um, kind of my theory of as you load your leg. I always say that when the legs you're pushing off, you have to have it loaded. Um, so this is working on loading that leg, but putting it in a different position so it stays loaded even when you're moving your hip or taking your step or whatever you're doing, right? Right. And so we can progress this. So the best way we can progress this is we have a foam pad. You could use a pillow. Um, you could use a uh, couple yoga mats stacked together. Um, so now he has instability. So this is kind of like a foot drill too, but that hip, he can tell you that hip is working really, really hard to keep in that knee facing forward and while he's moving. So then after that, the next progression would be basu ball. So he's going to stand in the middle of that. It's a half Swiss ball. I don't know if you can see that. There we go. And so he's just going to work there, but he's staying in that squat. So 
he's teaching those hip muscles to stay down in that squat position while moving. So those are kind of uh, just like your stability drills. And then if we wanted to get that into more of a strength portion, so he is basically what we're going to call this is just a drop back, drop back goblets lunge. So turn and face this way. So he's standing on a plate and he's going to take a reverse step back. Good. And he's going to drop his knee. What I love about this one, come back up, go with the other leg. What I love about this is in a traditional lunge, you're stay on this leg. Your uh, hip doesn't ever get below your knee. When you stand on this plate, he's going to go back down. That hip is direct is below that knee, right? So it's kind of like what we're working on with a barbell squat. I'm not a huge fan of barbell squat because we sacrifice a lot of low back pain. So this is my alternative to a single leg uh, squat. So he's getting a little tired. Stand back up. Yeah, but, so it gets you a little more range of motion, so you don't just stop. Like when when you do like a like you said a barbell or a, a, any kind of squats with weight on your back, you only really go down to ninety degrees and you come back up. But having that functionality beyond ninety degrees helps you, especially when you get in precarious positions during on the football field. Right? It prevents. It helps right. you have that ability to to work and be in that in that range of motion without getting hurt. Right? Correct. Yeah. And so uh, in Pretty much all athletics, we are on one leg uh, through 90% of the uh, sport, right? Yeah, in our beginning stance where we got two feet planted in the ground, when we make contact, we want to have two feet in the ground. But for the most part, we got to get be able to stay on one leg and move and do things. So that's why I like single leg training. Um, uh, it transfers over. And because we do single leg training, a lot of times we have to work on that balance. So it uh, integrates the core a little bit more without sacrificing low back, uh, which we see is a, a big problem, not just in sports, but, you know, through everyday life. So, yeah, that, that's that's amazing. What I noticed about it is you can go and hit some heavy weight in the weight room and either before or after you can do these exercises that's going to give you it's going to like be the finishing touch, like the icing on the cake to right. add strength and stability. And you don't have to throw a bunch of weight on there, right? It looks like that the, the key to this is really trying to work on perfectly executing the technique rather than, you know, seeing if I can, how much weight I can do, which I think a lot of kids do you know, they right. spend 500 pounds on the bar, but then they can only go up and down. That's all they do. So you want to add an element of, of more range of motion and, and you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff will make you more and explosive. All these uh, high school kids want to work on their biceps and triceps and shoulders, you know, to look good in their pads. Well, if you work on these, your butt is going to look good in your pants too. <laughs> well, for all you people out there, just know that this is your, this is like buns of steel right. in addition, right? Um, I really also liked how you talked about how, you know, primarily when you're moving, you're on one leg 90% of the time. And that just kind of validates my, my loading of that leg. And I, I really like to focus in on which leg is providing that power. Um, especially when I do my strike series and talk about guys like that. So knowing that you're on one leg means that you have to create a lot more stability and that squat while it provides big muscles, that doesn't necessarily help you when you're working on one leg. Right. 
That's awesome. Well, um, Nolan, that, that's great. Um, I really appreciate this. I mean, hips are such a big deal for O-line. And, of course, this applies to everything, right? I, I'm talking about O-line because that's what I, that's what we're doing here. But, right. you know, really, you sprinters, jumpers, whatever you do, you're going to be able to use – you're going to have to be able to use your hips. And the more functionality you have, um, the more it's going to do. So um, for those that you are watching, definitely um, – Watch these, watch this over and over and, and replicate these drills. I'll try to see if Nolan can provide us with a little bit of a list so we can okay. uh, share like a little bit of a exercise program with that. Um, but yeah, so thanks, thanks Nolan. Thank you, Blake. Um, again, as a reminder, if you are listening to this on your podcast, wherever you find your podcast, just click the subscribe button and on social media, click the notification, um, follow our page, like retweet, all that fun stuff and help spread the word about we, you know, we can help prevent so many injuries, help, performances really shoot through the roof if we can just add these finishing touches to our strengthening and it'll make great for a great alignment so guys i really appreciate it i can't wait i can't wait to do some of these myself you know 12 and 13 years after my hip surgeries um i think i need a little bit more strength and, and flexibility so i'm gonna i'm gonna get working on those myself especially when i have to demonstrate these right yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hurt myself if i don't get, get myself prepared so um again if you want to find nolan he's located in elkhorn right there by rick's meets midwest movement elkhorn.com um anything uh Boberg, at Boberg Academy on any of the social media channels and keep staying tuned as we're going to build alignment all throughout the year and the hips, such an important piece are we talked about today. So Nolan Blake, thanks a lot. You guys go have a great day and yep. thanks for sharing your knowledge. Thank you. Thanks for having us.